0: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. And let's just get right into it. Not much has happened since the last podcast episode, since it wasn't too long ago. I know I took that those couple weeks off while I was in Colorado, where I was super busy and so much to update you on in my life and really nothing exciting except just Lots of work, and it's nice to be back in Arizona on my routine of working out and eating healthy. It is so difficult to eat well when I travel. That's one of the hardest things for me. Not because it's that difficult, really. Like There's so many healthy options out there now, but when I travel... I don't eat on my normal schedule, and so I'm like, oh, I haven't had anything to eat today. I'll have, you know, french fries or whatever, and I just, like, don't eat even that much, but I don't eat well, and I'm always then exhausted, and it really just shows how important your diet is to your general well-being and my happiness. I always forget how much food ties into, you know, my anxiety and how I'm feeling. And I think a lot of people forget that as well. And so it's nice to be back and to like start, you know, eating healthy again. But you do get so addicted to a certain way that you eat. I love crumble cookies. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They went viral on TikTok and they do weekly flavors. And so every week there's a new batch of cookies. And so it's so hard because you... (laughs) And you're like, okay, yeah, I I got them last week. They were great. And then maybe like a new couple of good flavors come out and you're like, oh, well, I want to try them again. And they like get you hooked on it. And that's like my biggest weakness lately has been these damn crumble cookies. And I've had like everyone hooked on them now. And it's like a crumble cult where we all text each other about what the weekly cookies are on like a a Monday morning. (laughs) And it's the little things in life, right? But if you haven't tried them, this is not an ad. Um go and try them. And I don't know if you'll thank me or hate me later, but they are so good and so addicting. So that's kind of been, again, my like my weakness lately. So I realized how almost like addicted I am to sugar off of these cookies because I'm going to have them all the time. And when I do, I like crave dessert or I crave sugar And so I'm trying to, like, slowly wean my way off of that because I didn't eat all that healthy when I was in Colorado. And so that's kind of my goal for this week is to, you know, not have crumble cookies, even though I already had them today. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) I'm starting next week. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, just disregard everything I just said. Oh, yeah, it's like when those uh, influencers do these, like, what I eat in the day videos, and you know it's fucking fake. Like, they're like, I had a green smoothie with my spinach and avocado, and then I had, like, one leaf of lettuce and half of a piece of salmon, and, like, they're doing all of this stuff, and then you know behind the scenes they're not actually eating that way, and I just... 100% did that where I was like, I'm trying to wean myself off sugar. Five minutes ago, I just like stuffed my face with crumble cookies. So this is a good example of (laughs) social media is fake as fuck. Just remember that because I just did it myself. and I had to call myself out because I'm over here preaching like health and wellness. And I just ate like five crumble cookies. So Seriously, don't listen to anything you hear on social media or who you follow because it's just a highlight reel and everything is fake. So <laughs> moving on from that, uh, yeah, you know, I start tomorrow. Diet starts tomorrow. <laughs> I always do that too where when you're talking about diet and you're like, okay, I'm going to start tomorrow and you're like, I'm just going to go all out one last day, biggest cheat day of my life and then tomorrow I'm on it and then the next day comes around and you're like, oh, well... I did Mexican, and if I'm starting my diet, I really need to have some pizza. And then it's like, okay, one last day, let's do it. And then and then before you know it, you've had like five massive cheat days in a row waiting for your diet to start, and you just keep like adding on, adding on, adding on. I'm kind of like in that mode right now. Luckily, I have people calling me fat online to snap me right out of it. Um, (laughs) But I always laugh at myself when I do that, where I'm like, I'll eat this massive meal and I'm like laying on the couch and I'm like, I'm never eating bad ever again. Next day rolls around, I'm like, you know what I'm craving? <laughs> it's like Panda Express. I've had that in a while. And you just keep pulling out of like random things that you don't even remember or even like that much. But you're like, I if I'm starting a diet, I have to have this at least one last time because I'm always, I'm just gonna deprive myself, which isn't the case anyways. Even when I am eating well, I'm just eating not crap food all the time, but I digress. Let's get into what actually matters and the big stories in sports. Is I'm sure you guys have read all about it, but Bryson DeChambeau and John Rom are both out of the Olympics because they tested positive for COVID. <laughs> I'm I just had to take a second there to just feel bad for John Rom. Like, (laughs) that guy has the absolute worst luck when it comes to COVID. You, like, think he's out of the woods, and it's like, nope, nope, you tested positive again, and we already know he's going to. He's going to be so dominant at the Ryder Cup and he's probably going to win the next tournament that he plays in because that's just what he does. He'll test positive and then he'll win the next thing. Maybe that's his new superstition where he's like, yep, I'll just test positive. Then I'll win the next event. (laughs) And then for Bryson as well to test positive. I think one thing that was, I guess, a little unfair that I was seeing on social media is when it came out that Bryson tested positive, he was definitely the butt of the joke he was replaced by Patrick Reed and some of the jokes that i was seeing was oh great like bryson's replaced now we can get someone we all like and then patrick reed enters the chat and is like fuck <laughs> not what i wanted but everyone's blaming bryson you know calling him names and then when john rom tested positive um the whole tone switched and They were not saying those things about him. And I do think that's unfair. I do understand the hate towards Bryson. But when it comes to someone's health and, you know, just their general well-being, I do think that you need to cut the jokes on that because that's just not, that's not cool to make fun of someone when they're potentially, you know, sick and could be sick and you don't know what's going to happen. So, Hopefully we don't do that moving forward. And um, but I'm gonna make some jokes. <laughs> I'm just like one walking, big walking hypocrite right now. Like, I don't eat bad. I'm weaning myself off sugar. I like cookies. And now I'm like, let's not tell jokes about Bryson, let's tell some jokes about Bryson. It's really difficult to talk about this in a way that makes everyone happy. And I know I will never do that. And it's difficult to talk about certain subjects without pissing one side completely off. And I don't feel confident enough to talk about this in an educated way. I am still learning about it. I'm sure we're all still learning about it. And so I never want to talk about certain things, polarizing subjects, for sure. If I don't feel 100% confident with what I'm saying. And it's, and I'm not saying that I'll never take a stance on something. I think you guys know that I do take my stances and I am very opinionated. But when it comes to certain things, I like to know what I'm talking about. And I do think that so many people speak out of turn, and they will just speak their opinions without any facts behind it, and I never want to be that person. I understand that I do have this big platform, and I think there's always this pressure on influencers or really anyone who has a big platform to use it, but I almost feel that that is doing everyone a disservice because why would you be coming to me on... (laughs) You know, all the facts about vaccines, like if you're coming to fucking page Spiranic, uh, you know, golf bimbo to talk about vaccines and what's good and what's bad, then you are clearly so far off on <laughs> your information and what you're doing with your life. And I feel so bad for you. And I feel like that's the same way with a lot of celebrities and athletes and um, people with big platforms. If they are truly educated on it and they've gone to school about this and they know what they're talking about, I have no problem with them using their platform for good. But at the same time, it's like if you don't have all the information and you're just spewing whatever you want, your opinions on what it could be and it could be right, it could be wrong. I just don't think that is the right thing to do. And again, that is my opinion <laughs> and I just stand by it. I feel... That you use your platform in the right way at the right time if you are smart about what you choose to talk about when you choose to talk about it. I don't think that I always need to dip my toe into every single conversation that is going on, and I think it does me more harm than good. I think it does you guys more harm than good. And I, again, just never want to be that person. So, but I do like conspiracy theories and that's what I'm heading towards right now. There's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm with testing positive for COVID. And I was wondering what some of your conspiracy theories are I've heard or I've seen people say. And again, these are not facts at all. These are based on nothing. And I just thought they were pretty funny. Someone was saying that Bryson... Wanted to test positive for COVID because he didn't actually want to get drug tested. People were saying that John Rom didn't actually want to go to the Olympics. So he pulled out one of his old, like, false positive tests Um, that, yeah, Bryson also didn't want to go to the Olympics. So this is their way out because there's no Zika virus this year. And so they are like, what else can I do to not play in the Olympics? Because it's common knowledge that the golfers don't like playing in the Olympics because there's no money involved and you know even when they're playing for pride with majors they're also getting a lot of money and with the Olympics it's based off you know pride which pff, they don't care about they've millions in the bank they just want to add more to it, and they want to have their major trophies and so a lot of people just don't have that passion when it comes to the Olympics and I've talked about this before when it comes to the format it's a stupid fucking format. Like, why would you make it the same as every other tournament? We don't want to see that. We want to see something different. I think a a mixed team event could have been really cool. I think that maybe they could have done a long drive instead, maybe have amateurs in there, or maybe if you eliminate college golfers and pro golfers and then you're just left with, you know, these random amateur golfers, that could have been kind of cool, There are just so many other things that you could have done. Match play. um, Why would you stick with stroke play? A four-day stroke play event. It just makes no sense to me. And maybe the guys would be more interested if there was a different format. Or if there was something that was more exciting for them. Or if you just didn't have the pros there. I think having people. I just want to see people who are passionate but what they do, I think that's what makes the Olympics so special is that these athletes fight for four years, four long years, well, their entire life, and then every four years for the Olympics. And this moment means so much to them. And a lot of these athletes, unless they're like a Michael Phelps or, you know, one of the best in the world, they're not even getting paid that much money. They are doing this because they have so much love for the sport and they just want to be the best in the world. And that is the spirit of the Olympics to me. And I wish golf almost wasn't even in the Olympics, to be honest, because we already have so much. We have our majors. We have the Ryder Cup, the President Cup, the Solheim Cup for the women. We we have everything that we need, and that's every single year for us. Plus, they're getting paid so much money on top of it, I just wish that maybe they removed golf and or changed the golf format or something and gave that spot like I one of my first memories of the Olympics was wrestling and watching um some of the most amazing wrestling matches and now the fact that like wrestling's not in it that that sucks <laughs> and yet golf is in it and we can't even get golfers to like want to go and compete and be excited about it. I think it's just like a slap in the Olympics face when golfers just look unappreciative that they don't they don't want to be there and they don't have that passion for it and even when they win it's just not that same kind of emotion that these other athletes have when even it doesn't matter the medal they're just so excited and so happy to be there. And you're seeing that with different sports too. I'm not saying that inclusion of new sports shouldn't be allowed. I was watching skateboarding and it was so cool. So, so cool. And that's great for the sport because they, you know that still needs to continue to grow and to get better and to get more eyes on the sport. And I know that we always talk about growing the game and that's why it's good for it to be in the Olympics. But again, at the same time, I just wish the format was different or there was something different about it. There's just something's missing with it and it it just bothers me. <laughs> you you know this because I rant about it all the time. But one thing that has been a developing story is Sung Jae Im and Siwoo Kim have to, both of them have to win a medal to defer the mandatory two-year military service. And so you can tell that these guys are playing for so much more than, you know, just a medal or when they're playing in the majors, they have so much pressure on them. And I can't even imagine what they're feeling right now where they've already, you know, dedicated their whole lives to be so amazing at what they do. And they are amazing at what they do. And they have to win a medal. They literally have to win a medal. And you look at some of the Americans who tend to be babies. And can you even imagine if they had to do this or if they would, they would be in this position? I, I can't. You have you know, Bryson talking about how bad his driver sucks while Sung Sun J.M. is literally playing so he doesn't have to go um, serve. So it, it just is like some perspective sometimes. And again, I just think at times these golfers can be a bit spoiled <laughs> and not realize how good they truly have it. I mean, they play golf for a living and they get paid millions of dollars, play the best golf courses in the world all the best equipment. And I'm not saying that it's easy. It's definitely very difficult. I mean, I couldn't even make it. So it it takes a lot of sacrifice and dedication, but it's like, think of what else you could be doing or what else your life would be like. And I, I even have those moments in my own life where I am thinking, what if I wasn't doing this? What if I didn't get lucky? And someone didn't write the article about me. Like, what would I actually be doing with my life? And I have to think about those things and get some perspective because I'll be complaining about how much work I have or, you know, mean comments online. And I'm like, I am so fucking lucky to be able to do what I do. And my best friend, she has a very difficult job and she'll call me up and she'll tell me these horror stories of what happens at work. And I feel so bad because I'm like, yeah, someone was mean to me online. It's like, bitch, please, like, stop it. You know, and I think we can all use that as a very valuable lesson of having some perspective. And I don't think that it minimizes anything that you're going through. Everything that you're dealing with is still important, but it does make me feel better when I think about like how lucky I am in my life and counting your blessings instead of all of the negative things that are happening to you because I tend to do that a lot where it's just one bad thing after another, after another. And I'm almost manifesting that myself because I have such a negative attitude towards everything. And once you start thinking positively and you try to change your whole thought process around and your outlook on life, it really does make a big difference. And I've been really trying to do that and I've been working on it. So I just want to take a second to share that with you. And, um, Yes, I am in therapy, and that is what my therapist told me. I'm one of those obnoxious people now where I'm like, well, my therapist told me this, and so (laughs) it must work. Um, But I do feel so much better, and that has been helping me. So hopefully, that helps you as well. I'm excited to watch the Olympics, but. Again, you guys already know how I feel about golf, and I just don't know what's going to happen. I love that Patrick Reed gets the chance, you know, Captain America. I know people hate on Patrick Reed all day long, and I think that he's passed the baton over to Bryson as one of the most hated players on tour. So hopefully Patrick Reed gets his moment to uh, maybe get some redemption. Maybe he's on his redemption tour, and this is the first stop. But I am not a Patrick Reed hater. I think the difference... With why I like Patrick compared to maybe some other players is he understands who he is and he is who he is. And he never tries to hide the fact that he is somewhat disliked and he doesn't try to play anything other than that. I think he plays the um, bad boy of golf, the you know villain on tour really, really well. And we need that. I... I know people probably have difference of opinions about that, but you need the guys that you root for. You need the guys that you root against. Like, that's what makes sports so amazing. And I think I get frustrated with golf because it's always like, they need to be perfect. They need to be this. They need to be that. But we hate, you know, if someone shows any emotion or does anything a little bit differently. And that's what I like about Patrick Reed. There's so He has so many memorable moments. Like, if you give me Xander Schauffele, for example. Well, that's actually not a good example because when I think about him, I think about him um, choking. <laughs> so he does have memorable moments, but maybe not the best memorable moments. Um, but a, a guy, or uh, Patrick Cantley, for example, I really can't think much about him in tournaments. He does have an incredible story and people do talk about that. But when you just look at his attitude on the golf course or things that have happened on the golf course, I really can't think of a memorable moment of him either acting one way or the other, good or bad. But with Patrick Reed, you can pick out so many moments in his career that have been, yes, polarizing, but amazing, too. When he was, you know, shushing and, you know, the shovel in the bunker and at Torrey Pines with the grass. Like, there are so many things about him that are so incredibly memorable, and we need more of that in golf where you – have these amazing moments that have happened and you never forget them and I think some of the players just tend to blend in instead of trying to stand out and I like that Patrick is his own person he does his own thing and he just doesn't give a shit and honestly I love his relationship with his wife Justine like that their relationship is strong like so strong and it doesn't seem fake at all like you can tell that they are ride with each other ride or die kind of you know couple and i love that again i love that i we need more villains even when it comes to bryson we need bryson to be bryson we need brooks to be brooks like we need these guys to have a personality say stupid things um to react off of them like that's what we definitely need without tiger woods and i don't know if he is going to Come back, I think it'd be an absolute miracle. And if anyone can do it, Tiger Woods can do it. But um, you need these guys to step up and to be that storyline because you can't rely on Tiger anymore to, you know, steal all of the memorable moments. Like th- these guys need to step up. And so that's why I'm a big Patrick Reed fan and I hope he plays well because I love the whole Captain America persona and it's kind of moved away a little bit. But I hope that comes back in the Olympics. I would love to see. USA sweep the podium, but at the same time, I really want Sung Jay and Siwoo to get their medals. And so I think for me, not really enjoying the Olympics for golf, I think it's actually going to be a really amazing tournament, which I'm excited to watch and for the women as well. But how sick would it be to have a mixed team format? I think that would be one of the coolest things, or if they do individually and then they do a mixed team, I think that'd be great. Cause you see, you know, for swimming, for example, they have so many different events. Like it'd be cool to actually have different events with golf as well. If you have different formats or whatever it may be. So again, I'm just spitballing more ideas. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening. Uh Cause I, I, they need to do something about it. So we're gonna take a quick break and we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about what's happening in the sports world and do some TNA. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. are back. I know I've talked about the Olympics a lot already, but I want to talk about it a little bit more because I have been loving watching it. Some of my favorite sports to watch has been skateboarding. I was so surprised with how much I actually enjoyed skateboarding on the women's side. There were two 13 year olds competing and they were winning medals and it was just the cutest thing to see. And I just love watching all of different sports. But I got to tell you guys, nothing, and I repeat, nothing seems to suck as bad as water polo. Have you guys watched water polo? That seems like the most miserable sport that I would ever want to try. Like, I would never, ever, ever want to do water polo. You're basically treading water for that entire time while you have your hands in the air trying to catch and throw a ball while you're being elbowed. They're trying to like drown you basically as you're trying to like get the ball to the other. It just does not seem fun. And how the goalies get that high in the air when there's nothing that they're pushing off of. Literally, they're just treading water. And I, I might feel this way because fun fact about me, I can't actually swim that well. I can swim. Like if you threw me, <laughs> have you seen the, you know, the, the babies when they're going through their swim training when they're really young and they basically like, will throw them in and they can turn around and training's amazing. If you guys, if you have young kids go and do it, um, you can check out Bodie Miller and Morgan Miller. They unfortunately lost one of their kids. And so they've been doing all the swim training stuff. So side note, serious note. Um, get, definitely get your kids into that because it is so, so important. And I wish my mom did it for me because I can't really swim all that well. But anyways, the kids will then will <laughs> kind of like turn around and they're just like f- kind of flopping around in the water. That's me. I, I'm just not good at swimming. I can doggy paddle a little bit, but in college for some of our practices for strength training, we would have to do water practices and We would have to tread water for a certain amount of time. And if we didn't, we would have to redo it. So we had to leave our hands in the air. And everyone in my team was pretty good at it, but I sucked at it. And so basically like just my fingertips were out of the water and I'm like sucking in all of the water (laughs) trying to tread and I couldn't do it. And then my teammate would have basically have to like touch my hand to let me know when the time was done because I, my head was underwater (laughs) and I couldn't hear or see or breathe. And it was miserable. And I'm just not, I'm not made for the water. I've tried learning how to swim. I, even when I lived in San Diego with the beach, I was so scared to go in the water because I knew I wasn't a great swimmer. I attempted surfing. It was a fail. I just am not made for the water. And you think I would because I have some flotation devices attached to me, but it does not help. It does not help. But that's one sport. Or they have um, the what triathlon where you know they're swimming, running, and biking. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not for me. Beach volleyball. I don't know how they can literally run on the sand, jump, do all of that, get back up right away, do another point. I would be sucking air at that point and just not not able to do it. But it's so incredible to watch these athletes do what they do. And my favorite sport to watch during the Olympics is gymnastics. So I did gymnastics for the longest time. I'm sure you are sick of me. Telling the story about how I was only gymnast, but I was at a pretty high level. And so I did a lot of pretty difficult skills. But watching Simone Biles compete is on another level. And she makes it look so incredibly easy that I don't think people give her as much credit as she deserves. And this pissed me off because I saw her do an interview and she was talking about how the judges don't want to encourage other athletes to try what simone is trying so they don't score it as high as they should which is so incredibly unfair when you think about it because she's just that much better than everyone else and she was saying you know if another athlete attempted this they would score it the way that they should it should be scored and i was looking at all of the comments it was on social media people were like this cocky bitch like how could she she's not you know even all that good like most outrageous things you've ever heard of. (laughs) I'm just going to put this out here. Simone Biles hasn't lost an all-around title in eight years. I'm going to repeat that. Simone Biles has not lost an all-around title in eight years. That is unheard of. Unheard of. That would be like Tiger Woods going in and winning all of the majors for years. Or even Michael Phelps, he lost races. He didn't win every single race that he competed in. Simone Biles has won every single individual all-around title for eight years. Never lost one. If she's not the GOAT, I don't know who is. And I'm sure people are going to come back with all of their, well, she, you know, it's gymnastics, it doesn't count, or whatever it may be. It's different for different sports, it's more competitive, no. Simone is doing skills that not even the men are attempting. <laughs> she is throwing things that are so incredibly difficult, not only difficult, but extremely dangerous. So you're going to see her do a vault, which is a Yurchenko double pike. Again, unheard of. There's only one other man in the world who is doing this vault. And so she does a round off onto the springboard, back handspring onto the vault. And from the vault, she does then a double pike. So she does two flips within a, her legs are straight, which makes it even more difficult than if you're in a tucked position. And she's landing it. So this is going to be named after her. And again, no one is even close to her. She could fall and she hasn't been doing as well as like the trials and um, even the qualifying for teams. And she still blew everyone out of the water. So it's just a little frustrating when people, I know people call her the GOAT, but I don't think that she gets as much credit as she deserves, which is so sad to see and hear because if anyone deserves the GOAT title, it's Simone Biles. And we will never, ever, ever see another gymnast as good as her or as progressive as her with the skills or as daring or, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but she is truly something so special. And I just wish that it wasn't like stupid fucking internet people didn't have to be trolls because It's just sad to see, but it proved a point to me where it's like (laughs) Simone. People are calling like Simone Biles cocky, and she's literally the best that's ever going to live. Then it just proves how stupid people are on the internet sometimes, and I just don't know why people have to say things just to say things. Like, I know they're doing it for for a reaction, and they're they're getting the reaction they want, but. Sometimes I just feel like people are actually that stupid, which is also concerning in itself. With the Olympics, I love watching all of it. It's been so much fun. Which sport are you guys liking the most? Is there one that you tend to watch more than the other? I like seeing all the different sports that they have. Uh, fencing is really interesting to me. I don't understand it. Taekwondo, my older sister, she did Taekwondo, but now it looks very different than what I remembered. So, again, it's just weird watching all of these sports and it m- makes me. I almost wish that I did more sports growing up so I could potentially have different opportunities now. I think I would have been better at a lot of sports than I am at golf. I was too mental for golf, and I think I have like this weird anger, it's like deep down anger issues. So maybe like UFC or <laughs> Taekwondo or like some type of fighting would have been more my speed. Um, I, maybe I should have done that. I think I would have been a good tennis player, but it's fun to like envision yourself doing all of these things. And with points bet, one thing I've really been enjoying doing is I'm testing myself and I'm trying new things. So I did the hot dog eating contest, um, was not great at that. I tried to beat the world record in the hundred meter sprint. I was not great at that. I ran like a little over 14 seconds. My quads just completely seized up. And I just did a tennis video, should be coming out soon. And I think I'm I'm looking for one more. I'm thinking what else I could possibly do. But the athletes make it look so easy and then you actually attempt it. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. Like, I feel like I'm actually a pretty athletic person. But then when you try to compare yourself to the best in the world, it's embarrassing how bad it is. Another thing I've really been loving lately is Formula One. I know I talked about this before, but I never even like Formula Formula One was like not a thing to me. I I knew a little bit about it just because it's obviously such a massive global sport and people enjoy it so much. And so I've heard of Formula One, but before I watched the Netflix series, it really just wasn't on my radar. And so when I watched the show, I became obsessed with it and I've really been enjoying um, watching all of the races now. It's hard because of the time change. So I'm having to like wake up at very odd hours to watch, but I'm loving the rivalry between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. It's so much fun. I can't wait for the next. I just always think when something interesting or bad or whatever happens, like in the last race where Lewis Hamilton ran Verstappen off of the road and people were saying that it was Lewis's fault, other people were saying it was Max's fault because they didn't give Lewis enough room to be able to pass. And it was a huge controversy. And Max was obviously out of the race. He crashed his car. Lewis Hamilton then got a 10, um, second penalty. He ended up still winning. But there is the huge um, rivalry between not only like Lewis and Max, but also Mercedes and Red Bull and how they're always going back and forth. And so I'm like, this is going to be some juicy drama for the next Netflix series with Formula One. But it's crazy how quickly you can become obsessed with a certain sport. And that's how I am with Formula One, where it wasn't even something I thought about. And now I can't wait for the race that's coming up this weekend. And I'm so excited about it. And I am learning so much about it. And I don't know that much. And this is one thing that I think golf can do a much better job about is, I've been talking a little bit more about Formula One and I've never had anyone question like my, not my knowledge about it, but my enthusiasm around it. I think that people are, what I've seen when I've talked about Formula One, people are excited that I like Formula One and they're very kind about it. And I'm sure I'll tweet something stupid about it or I'll say something stupid because I just don't know yet. I'm still really new to it but I haven't seen the feedback of being like, you dumb bitch, what are you talking about? You sh- you shouldn't even be allowed to watch Formula One. Like all of this stuff, they don't have that like attitude around it. Maybe it it is like that on Formula One Twitter, if that's even a thing, which I think it is, cause I, I've been trying to like follow it a little bit more. But when you talk about golf on social media, if you don't say the right thing at the right time, then your people will call you stupid, and you don't know what you're talking about, and you're not a true golf fan. And it's that's so disgusting to me. And I think that again, we are always talking about how to grow the game of golf. That is a big part of it. If you want to have new people be involved in the golf community, they're going to say things that might be wrong or isn't the correct take or whatever it may be, but you have to be patient with those people they just don't know anything and I haven't had that formula one which makes me even more excited about it I want to keep watching it because I feel like the community is actually like so nice and fun and engaging but with golf it's very intimidating and I can see if I you know. Just got into golf and I said something on Twitter and people were like up my ass about it I would probably not really be that interested in golf and I even see that I mean, I played professionally. I played at the highest level I know majority of the guys on tour I trained with the best coaches in the world and people will still question What i'm talking about or if I know golf or not or i'm not a true golfer all this stuff It's like the lamest shit ever it's, you know, kind of that same culture with skateboarding too. I was like, I posted a picture once within, I held the board wrong and people were like, you know, shaming me that I was just holding it wrong. And I mean, it was kind of a thirst trap, so I probably deserved it, but still like, I, I don't like that culture around you know, certain sports or certain things where people are gatekeeping what it is and they don't want to let anyone new into it. You see that with like, you know, music as well. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I despise that. And I think if you want to get more people into, you know, different interests, you have to be welcoming. You have to tell them and be kind to them of like, you know, educate them and help them through it. Because if you don't, then they're probably never going to participate again. And I I hate that. So are you guys big Formula One fans? If you are and you want to talk about it with me, you guys always message me at the Playing Around Instagram account or email us at pariheartradio.com. I love hearing from you guys. I enjoy these solo podcasts, but I sometimes wish that I had you on the other end and you could ask me questions because I will be doing the show and I really just want to hear your opinion. I love what you guys have to say and I wish we could have more of that back and forth. So maybe we can integrate that into the show somehow because I do love hearing what you guys have to say and... I mean, you just have to sit here and listen to me the whole time. And I'm sure you're screaming at the podcast and you're like wanting to answer or, you know, call me out for, you know, a wrong take or something. So I uh, I miss that. I, I wish I had you guys, all of you guys here and talking to me and being able to interact. Um, that would be so much fun. So, you yeah, know, well, maybe I'll, I'll turn my thinking cap on and see if I can think of a way to integrate you guys a little bit more into the show. I know we do TNA and we're going to do that right now, but I would like to again do a little bit more to have more interaction with you guys. So for TNA, our first question is what is a bucket list golf trip for you? So I have been lucky enough to do a lot of really cool golf trips or one a couple of like the main ones that people normally take. So they'll do the Pebble trip where they hit all of those courses. Um they will do Bandon Dunes, which is awesome. I would say that is the ultimate guys trip. If you love golf, like you have to love golf if you go to Bandon because there is nothing else around there. So you basically will go play all the golf courses. You eat on property. Everything is on property on property. There's nothing else really around it. So if you want to like Go drink and meet girls and all that. Nope, you're not gonna find it abandoned. Um, but, but yeah, that's a good selling point for your wives, though. If they don't trust you, you're like, hey, babe, it's fine. It's fine. We can't even find strippers within like a hundred mile radius. We're fine. <laughs> to be me and all my guys, and there's only like guys at Bandon Dune. So, if you guys need a selling point, there you go. You're welcome. That one's really fun. Um, I think. Pinehurst is amazing. I haven't been to Pinehurst, but just from what everyone is telling me and all my friends who have been there, they say that is a must and you have to do the Pinehurst experience. That's one that's definitely on my bucket list. I would really like to do that one. There's a ton of really great golf courses in Arizona. I would say as a whole, coming to Arizona is one of the best golf destinations because you have so much stuff. I think when you go to like a Pinehurst or a Bandon, you are just on property to play golf, but if you want to experience more outside of that, then Arizona is great because you also have different price ranges too of more um, accessible golf courses, and then you have the more exclusive golf courses, and then you have the, you know, in between everything is pretty close, and so there's really something for everyone. And I think too, it's hard to always find a good, a big group of guys who share the same interest in golf and maybe the same skill level. And so I like the diversity of the Arizona golf courses where you can find something for everyone. And unlike Bandon, where there's really nothing else on property or outside of the property with Arizona, there's a good, you know, a good nightlife, uh, really great restaurants. It's, you know, not too expensive, I would say, compared to some of these other places. And you could also tailor it to fit your budget. But I am a big fan of, you know, Arizona buddies trips. Uh bachelor parties are always really fun here because it kind of has everything for everyone. So that those are my recommendations for <laughs> where I think you guys should go for, you know, a list golf trip. I like a, a mix of everything. I love Bandon, but uh As you guys know now, I, I love golf, but it's not like my obsession or my passion as it used to be. And so sometimes when I have to play so much golf, it becomes a bit of, it just feels like a job sometimes. And I like to have other things to be able to do. And so that's why, you know, maybe I don't like band as much, but that could be the reason why you go to band in over Arizona. But I like to go on a trip that has a little bit more than just golf and golf and that's it. Okay, next question is, who would I give the pit money to? So the pit money, as you guys know, it's the PGA Tour putting together um shit ton of money for guys who have the best social engagement. And there's a ton of criteria for it. We did this on a past episode. You guys can go listen back into it when we break it all down. But I would say that Brooks and Bryson definitely should get it. Uh... Bryson has been doing a really good job not only, like, interacting with Brooks on their rivalry, but also doing a ton of YouTube videos. (laughs) Bryson's YouTube channel is actually really well done, and he does a good job of giving people an inside look into what a tournament is like preparation, and that's really hard to find. Obviously, you have the influencers like myself who have time to be able to film and to give you the -the behind-the-scenes looks, but... It's different when it's from a guy on tour and he does that and he takes the time to actually do it, which again, not many people are, and they're not doing it on a personal level. If you see a lot of people interacting on social media, usually it's their social media manager or they're not really like doing it themselves. And so Bryson does do actually a really good job and he drives incredible engagement (laughs) with whatever he chooses to do. Yeah, Brooks, for sure. He's always getting in the mix, doing something, always doing a ton of interviews. He is always out there doing something. So he also would deserve it. Phil Mickelson, honestly, even though I'm blocked on both Twitter and Instagram, I do see his stuff pop. Well, I see other people interacting with this stuff all the time. So I, I don't actually know what he's saying, but he's also one of those guys who like, does interact and takes the time to like talk to people which makes a huge 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 difference so i would get to him as well uh besides that you have some of the i would say not lesser known but um maybe not the you know top guys in the world that are doing actually a really good job as well um uh, max homa and joel damon i don't want to say they're lesser known that's 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 terrible to say um, because everyone knows Max and Joel and they do, they know them because they're doing such a good job on social media and just shows you like Max Homa is a perfect example of a guy who is a really good player. I mean, he's won on tour, uh, multiple times now and he's always kind of in the mix and people tend to pick him a lot for, you know, their fantasy leagues or on points bet. If you guys want to bet, go to pointsbet.com or the points bet app, <laughs> But he is just a guy that people really relate to. And he's really funny on Twitter. He does everything himself. And he's built such a great brand for himself outside of golf through social media. And I think sometimes it does potentially take a toll on him if he says something wrong or it can be a bit of a distraction. But I think he does a really amazing job of balancing both golf and social media, which is very difficult to do. Something that I couldn't do when I was playing and not a lot of people can do. And that's the reason why they tend to not really focus in on social media as much because it can be such a distraction. And so it just shows you like he has been getting so many more endorsements and people know his name and it's all through what, yes, his playing for sure, but to continue and strengthen his brand through social media. And I think that's a, a, a good move for young guys to look at what he has built and what he has done because he has done it. The right way where he has become such a fan favorite and having that backing on the golf course, I'm sure helps you play better. And he has been playing amazing and he's just doing it the right way. And he's doing it in a way where he just comes off very likable. And I would hope and I wish more guys do it the way that Max Homa does it, because, again, he blends both of them perfectly and he doesn't do it in a way that's like controversial or he's just trying to say something to get a reaction He's so wholesome on on social media with like what he says and what he posts. And I I love that, too. I think he again, he just does such a good job and he's a great role model for everyone. Um, Same with like Joel Damon and um, Harold Varner. He also does a really great job. So I say those guys, I hope when it comes to the pit money that they do distribute it and in a fair way, you know, where some of the, you know, more notable names get a big chunk of it but also the guys who are well known but maybe not as well known as like a Dustin Johnson or Roy McIlroy or Bryson or Brooks and they do also get the money because they have been putting the effort into what they're doing and I think that it's really important to the um I just completely blank. <laughs> you ever do that where your mind just goes completely blank and you're just like, what do I say now? Uh, But I was gonna say, I think it's important for the growth of the PIP program and to get more guys involved and wanting to be more active on social media. If it's just a big sham, then it's like, well, <laughs> no use in trying to like, be successful or to connect with the younger audience or to do any of the stuff because it doesn't matter. So I hope they do distribute it fairly. And they do actually look at the guys who have been trying really hard to do social media because again, it's not easy. It's very difficult and uh, it takes a lot of extra time and the guys deserve it. So I love these solo episodes. They're a lot of fun, but there's so much talking too. By the end of it, I'm like, I, I'm not a naturally a very chatty person and I get done with these episodes. I'm like, I can't believe I just talked for that long by myself <laughs> with no one talking back to me. It's kind of impressive. I, I might say myself for someone who used to literally cry. Like I would cry and cling to my mom if she would drop me off at sleepovers and I would like throw a fit and just ball until she would just take me home. Like she would never leave me there because I just had the worst social anxiety. And now it's so funny to sit here and be talking for, you know, almost an hour. And I couldn't even talk to, you know, my friends when I was younger or even in college too. I did a public speaking class and I had to stand up in front of the classroom and do a a minute long elevator speech. And I couldn't do it. Like I literally couldn't do it. I got up there and I just completely froze. I almost threw up. The teacher felt so bad. He gave me an A for the speech, but I should have definitely failed. <laughs> um, but in there were so many people in that class too who wanted to do broadcast and they wanted to do all the stuff and they were so good and um, confident in what they do. And I I think that's also another, this this episode is just filled with lessons, but I think it just shows you to, to stay on your own path because you never know what's going to happen. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. So I'll end on a positive note with that. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Again, don't forget to connect with us on the playing around Instagram account. That's just playing around on Instagram and you can always send us questions whatever you really want at our email address, which is par at iheartradio.com. So I will see you guys for another episode very soon. And as always, thank you so much for listening to me for this long. (laughs) I appreciate you guys. (laughs) Bye.
0: Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.